The Gutter Skypes. The Gutter Skypes record and present tabletop RPGs, played and enjoyed by participants who live thousands of miles away from each other. In this digital age, all things are possible. Many of them are even fun. Hello, thank you for downloading this temporal anomaly, this mismatch in time, which turns out not to be too big a deal, really. What am I talking about? Well, this audio documents one of two parts in a game preparation gathering of the Gutter Skypes. We met on two separate occasions, once to create the characters themselves, and again to create the world they'd be adventuring in. The second time we met was the first audio file I edited, and that was released first. This file you're hearing now, the character creation session, was the first meeting for getting, getting us all set up for the game. Convoluted. Sorry about that. Hell of a way to start out, but which game are we talking about? Star Blazer Adventures, based on a British comic series published in the 70s and 80s, by the DC Thompson Publishing Company and transformed into an RPG by Chris Birch of the British game company Cubicle 7 using the very highly praised Fate system. It is described by the publisher as your gateway to a rock and roll sci-fi adventure that will bring friends together as you save the galaxy in new and dangerous ways. I'll place a link in the show notes for this episode where you can find full particulars regarding Starblazer Adventures. Now, what you'll hear in this recording are four men starting out not even sure which game we're going to be playing, and then settling on Starblazer Adventures, and then, just as it's done for Spirit of the Century, producing fully realized and playable game characters by the end of the session, using only our imaginations, the guidance of our GM and the creative device of placing them in their own and each other's novels. The process itself is very much a part of the game, and while it can be a real challenge to come up with an already accomplished space hero, starting with a completely blank slate, I can't help but enjoy listening to the process and realizing that these characters gain more depth and become more real as the session progresses. Once again, we have the good fortune to have Mark Kinney as the Game Master, Blind Geek creating Tank Rondar, Andros creating Ivan Archangel, and myself, Adam5, creating Montab Comet. Well, enough of me talking about it. Here is the character creation session for the Gutter Skypes Star Blazer Adventures. Hey, you know. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff out there, and uh, a whole hell of a lot of it is actual play. And what the hell? If it's entertaining, it's entertaining. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. and I noticed even uh, even in the first playing episode, it took us about like 15 minutes to a half hour before we really got into the zone of, oh, we're playing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was kind of like it was a little stiff. And then once we, I'm not sure what, I guess we just all relaxed, and then it just really started to come together. But because we were all new, kind of getting to know each other at the same time as, you know, playing these new characters, and 
there was just, uh, at least for me, the first, oh, probably quarter of that first play session was, was kind of like stilted and just like, okay. And then, and then it just got, all of a sudden it was just like, oh, here we are. And then people started shooting at you and it just kind of went from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that is exposition. <laughs> a lot of that is just learning, you know, getting the surroundings established. And then Mark, Mark was smart enough to get me started. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, what kind of fire can I set here? Yeah. We just grabbed onto one of them aspects, and it's like, let's see what happens if I... Uh, speaking of aspects, I let's see this. what happens if I do this. What happens if I do this? <laughs> That's why I was glad to do a second game with those characters, because I got the, uh, the feeling we were just getting into the rapport there. Yep. Oh, I think we'll be bringing them back every... <laughs> Regardless of what we, oh. I mean, they're the first ones we've ever done as a group, and I think they'll always have a, I mean, that's the beauty of Satsi, is you can just pick it up and just go, once you have your characters yeah. made. It's not something that's going to be, uh, it's not something that's uh, so delicate, that it's going to, that's going to require <laughs> a special plot lines and arcs and anything like that, it's just, it's just there yeah. to get plugged in and turned on, super stuff. Yep. And Q Andros. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I actually paused it for, I mean, um, what do you call it? I muted myself for a moment so I can cough. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was thinking it was um, pretty impressive that you still got two and a half hours of podcast out of our three-hour play session. Well, it's all there. It's all, it's, it's organic. <laughs> and you can buy it at Whole Foods for... Three ninety nine a piece. If it doesn't flow, I add thinner. <laughs> okay, I guess it's a. I guess we should like. I don't know. Maybe get down to business here and find out what it is. Yeah. yeah. What is it that Mark has uh, has uh, lined up for us? All here? right. Well, I've got two options. One of which, of course, was uh, I, I did, like like I mentioned before. I'm going. I decided to go with the whole science fiction thing because I haven't really had the opportunity to do a lot of the historical research that I would have probably needed for the uh, for the other thing that was the fairly popular option but that doesn't mean I won't come back to it later it's just right now you know whatever uh, as far as the science fiction yeah as, as the science fiction thing goes I of course have Star Blazer Ed Adventures which is fate based so it's uh, it's similar to what we've been playing but there are some certain differences and there are actually there's are, are, is a, a a like rules summary on the uh, the uh, Starblazer Adventures website that has some of the differences in it, um, but we'll go through some of those as we go if we decided to to do that. The other option that I had was I'd been poking around in my game collection and I got out the Classic Traveler reprint series. Now it of course is a very different design philosophy from fate it's it's more of your standard role for for stuff and it also has its oddities in that i intend to use the the alternate rule where this isn't necessarily true but it was set up so that your characters could theoretically not survive character generation i remember <laughs> traveler yes oh my yeah. god okay i've heard stories about this <laughs> we, we used to modify that so that if your character died in um character generation you just Stop character generation at that point. 
Yeah, yeah, he he's like injured and like musters out of whatever service he was in at that exactly. point. Yeah, that's as a matter of fact, that is the, the optional rule listed in the the like reprints that I have, and that's what I would would end up using. But the way the character generation there works is you roll all of your stats, and you you're basically assumed there are certain cultural assumptions built into the the system that you're in this large, uh, stellar government that has a. Uh, nobility system in it, uh, this kind of, of of a feudal thing because the empire is so huge and communication is so slow that the central government can't really keep control of everything at all times. So, so it has that definite hmm. build-up through there. And the way that you develop your characters after that is you enter one of the like services, the, um, see the uh, Navy, Scouts, Marines, uh, I think Army is one of them, uh, merchant and other. And basically what happens is you go through four-year terms during which you'll gain some some skill or other, and you have to see if your character survives each term as you go through. And and you can basically keep going term by term and up, up to a maximum of like seven if it, it will let you. Well, one of the characters that I, when I was messing around with it earlier, picture this. I ended up generating this guy with, I, th- I think, four stats over ten, which is good for base character generation because it's a, it's a, a 2d6. And so he's a noble. He has a, a knighthood, I figured, going in. So he's got that. He goes into the Marines, goes in for one term, gets commissioned, gets promoted, and then he fails his re-enlistment check, so he gets booted out of the like, service after one term. And so it's a matter of figuring out how this happens as far as getting the uh, character together like that. Uh, the other oddity that I only noticed just as I was going over these is there isn't really an advancement system based on experience. There is advancement, but it basically involves taking years of like, time off training to raise a skill or whatever else. So... Hmm. I will leave the choice of this up to you guys. I'm prepared to do either one. Yeah, the, the Traveler character generation reminds me, from what you're describing, of the old, old, I'm showing my gaming age here, I think, uh, FASA Star Trek game. I don't know if you, any of you guys are... Yeah. yeah, where you had to, you would decide where your character... I mean, the only difference, it sounds like it's a lot more open-ended than that was, though, because in that one you, you uh, knew where you were headed... And it was just a question of mapping out how you got there by, you know, oh, I'm going to the academy and my academy training, I get, I take these, you know, I make my skills at least this high and then for that term and then I go on a cruise and on the cruise I get this and then I'm another assignment, I get that, you know, and then eventually you say, yeah, now I'm the captain or whatever. I'm kind of, myself, I don't know how, I'm kind of leaning towards Starblazer just because I've been reading a lot about it, and it uh, sounds fascinating and yet a little overwhelming at the same time, (laughs) setting-wise. Yeah. That's the fake one? Well, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the setting is open enough. I mean, there is no per se defined continuity. I mean, mean, you have, like, basic eras for all of, of these stories, but there is no real continuity you have to keep an eye on so we can and, and we can just ignore most of that too so I mean one thing that I would like to do is the uh, 
collaborative campaign creation thing here. I have started a like small map, and I basically once we've got characters, I will have you all fill in the details on this map. Hmm. So if if we go that route, it sounds like we've got one vote for for like Starblazer and. I I, I got to confess, uh, listening to <laughs> listen to the character <laughs> creation stuff about Traveler, uh, th- it is Traveler, right? Yeah. It scares me a little bit to know that I could go through the whole process and look down and see that I'm wearing a red shirt. <laughs> it's kind of. Oh. I mean, you said what well, you the, said. Um, you got four stats that were over ten, um, and it's on yeah. a two die six roll to generate the stats. How many stats are there altogether? Six. Damn. Yeah, that's in Traveler. It's along the lines. I think it's. Let me see if I remember this right. Strength, dexterity, endurance. Intelligence, education, and social standing. And this, and the Traveler universe sounds something like a cross between Firefly and Asimov's Foundation. Something like that, yeah. Honestly, I, I, I don't have a problem with either one of them. I, I, I just uh, Star Starblazer sounded really interesting when you were talking about it uh, in the emails. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it, 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 it does give you somewhat more control over character generation as far as, I mean. I mean you know fate reasonably well by now, so you, you, it's this, the same basics. There are some small differences, but it's but yeah. I also like so, the idea of the co- the co-creation of the of the setting in some to some degree. Mm-hmm. Is is there a cool. PDF for Traveler? Uh probably. Uh, it's. I know that the uh, company that that does the like the reprints sells like CDs with the with a bunch of like PDFs on them. I don't know about just online. I I, I would be shocked if they didn't. But let me see if oh, I I have the book over here, but it's been like 15 years since I oh, touched yeah. it. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking for for the others, it might be difficult for them to pick up a new system without getting a chance to read through it. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, um, I'm a, I think I'm about as familiar with the fate system as I should have been when we started. Uh, <laughs> when we started Spirit of the Century. Um, oh hell, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast my vote for Star Blazer. Okay, let's do that. All right. Cool. I mean, I gotta go with the I gotta go with the choice of the man that jumps out on airplanes and shoots lightning guns and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think this time for my character concept, I'm leaning toward Dog the Bounty Hunter in space. Ah, uh, cool. <laughs> I just got to figure out how I'm going to differentiate him from uh, something like Boba Fett, because I do not want to do a Boba Fett clone. All right. Have uh, the the others of you thought much about character concepts? Hmm. Well, I I wanted to steer something in the direction that was in the opposite of the uh, Hayseed, which would probably be more along the lines of something like Andros's character, something like a Reggie Forthright, only um, basically uh, somebody that's a little bit more staid and stuck up and understated, okay, well, uh, understated one, British character of some kind. Cool. Hmm. Um, one difference in the system that I will note right away, this the way that this is designed, it does not use the standard fate dice. Or like fudge dice, rather. The way that they do things is you have 2d6, one is your positive die, one is your negative die, and you roll and add up the like total. So that's like, for example, if you roll a minus 4 and a positive 3, your total is a minus 1. Oh. 
Okay. This this does give you a somewhat wider range. You can go from plus five to minus five now, using that. Um, if you all want to, we can go back to the like, standard fudge dice if you want. But this is thinking, an interesting option. I was just thinking that's gonna for me and Andros since we were using fudge dice, the transition will be pretty easy. But poor Adam, he was using standard six sided dice and converting them into fudge dice. Adam, this is gonna confuse the hell out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and this would be and this would be different. How? <laughs> So I could I couldn't even keep this cube thing together I got in my hand. <laughs> yeah, at least you don't have to use two dice. Yeah, that that's better. Yeah. But yeah. Do you have some at different colors? Oh yeah, I've got a couple of different color D sixes, a bunch of different colors. No, I can't get the damn thing apart. Of course, it came apart on me before. <laughs> it's oh, probably child. I should have said. I guess it has potential it. to confuse the hell out of you. I didn't I didn't mean any. No, you're uh, absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no. It's a statement of simple statement of fact. That's all it was. I've got. Uh, I've got. All right. Uh, here's an example. Let me play this trick on myself. I've got a purple D6 and a red D6. Let me call the purple D6 my negative. Is that what? Is that right? One of them is a negative. One's a positive. Yeah. All right. I've got correct. Uh, a negative purple and a positive red. I just rolled a three on the red. The positive die and a four on the purple. The negative die. Indicating that Correct. I got what a minus one. Correct. All you right. see? Everybody I mark see. this date on their calendar. <laughs> 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 oh jeez. Okay, let me let me try this again just to see. Positive <laughs> two, three on the negative. I got a minus one again. Hey, is there a way to get caught on fire in this game? <laughs> Uh, quite possibly, yeah. There's all kinds of ways to get caught on fire in this game. All right, I'm in. I got to die. They're all warmed up, ready to... All right, super. All right, I'm sorry. Please continue. Okay, do you do you have possibilities as, as far as character names yet? Ooh, wow. Oh, man. I hadn't even thought of There's a One yet. of the things that... Make up a, 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 a cool Star Blazer name for your character. So... Oh. Let me go through Since the... We know nothing about Starblazer. Does it give any kind of examples about... I'm just going to flip through the back here and find some of the NPCs that they have in here. The one I thought was pretty cool was... Uh, I don't remember his name, but he was the intergalactic cop. And that just was like, ooh, that sounds kind of cool. And it rolls off the tongue, too. Galacticop. <laughs> and I fly around in my Galacticopter. No, just kidding. <laughs> See... <laughs> Some of the uh, characters that they have set it up in, in here in, include Jubal McKay, the Planet Tamer, oh. Matt Tallis, Hadron Halley, Stephen Martin, member of the Suicide Squad. He's a wild and crazy guy, that Stephen Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody had to say the it. Cinnabar. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, is that? Wow. Just Cinnabar, Cinnabar yeah. Makes me hungry. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm stuck back Michael on the guy Arcane. with the arrow through his head. Michael Arcane, Francis Carter. That's the guy I was thinking of. Those are some of the the, the heroes they have mentioned here. Hmm. So you know, tough names like Roger Granite, that sort of thing. Sure. 
Oh, it, it says in, 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 in here that uh, the, the website, starblazeradventures.com, has, they have on there a list of, of heroic names from the pages of, of Starblazer on there. I don't know, I don't know if they actually do, because I didn't go looking for that when I was there, but... Starblazeradventures.com is the site. Yeah. Okay, I'm just writing stuff down here. Well, just to throw something out there that isn't etched in stone, but it's the first thing that popped into my head, and if I find something better, I'll change it. Uh, Tank Rondar. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's a very handy name for a fight. (laughs) It's always easier to say, Tank, get him, rather than... (laughs) Edward Aloysius <laughs> McGillicuddy the third. Get him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have uh, I I have Montab Comet, the Silencer. Ooh. Ooh. I have no idea what he is or what he does or who he, you know. That's it. That's immediately what popped into my head. Montab. The Comet, Silencer. The Silencer. He yeah. finds people who know too much and silences them. Or he just gives kids a quarter to make them go away. <laughs> He's, he walks around movie theaters and gets people to shut up. That's right. He confiscates their cell phones and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> he works in theaters. <laughs> yeah. Silence yeah, well, is golden. That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> what just popped into my mind is Ivan Archangel. Ooh, Ooh. nice. Sounds vaguely Russian. Uh, doubly so, even. <laughs> and the other I don't one know if... Tank what? Tank Rondar. Tank Rondar. Rondar. R-O-N-D-A-R. And like I said, I, I don't know if I'm going to stick with that or not. It's just what... Well, you have to stick with it. I spelled it right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if... I, I hesitate to open this can of worms, but... I'm going to uh, borrow... Reggie forthrights where angels fear to tread aspect and, and do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> what kind of aliens can we... Well, what kind of alien races are are uh, are there in this? Um, Basically, that's going to be a build-as-you-go kind of thing. Uh, let me find the aliens chapter here. There's basically like 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 some um, alien powers and, and that kind of of thing are going to, to fall under the like skills and like stunts and that. So it'd basically be first of all when you when you pick aspects, one or more would deal with the alien race. So you would have to have an aspect that would point towards their alien nature. Okay. But they don't have any like standard um, races like Star Trek has Vulcans and Klingons and you know, they don't have uh, any I'm sure they've got some they don't have them handily listed with the, the alien chapter. Um, okay. There's a lot of different things to it. It's basically, they give you guidelines for sort of building them. Basically, you would uh, do it through aspects, and special abilities would have skills and stunts attached to them. And I think that you'd have to also have a... It might just be, be mutants, but aliens might fall under too... A weakness aspect, which is in addition to your basic ten aspects. Okay. Yeah, at least one minor weakness for every skill picked from the uh, aliens and mutants skills. 
other than that, though, you can pretty much build what you want to do, and I can kind of guide you through that as as we go through the skill section of it. Okay, I'm probably just going to stick with human, but I was just curious, and if you had anything that jumped out at me, I was going to go for the you know the alien thing, but I yeah. think I'll probably just stick with human unless something happens where it's maybe he's human with a certain kind of enhancement or something. Which is absolutely possible. This got rules for a lot of those kind of things in here, so we'll just kind of play that as as we go and see how it proceeds. Are we pretty much ready at this point? I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah, standing by. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the uh, heroic campaign level, which is basically about the same level as Spirit of the Century runs. Uh, you'll have five phases, same as usual, but it's a little bit different this time in, in that uh, phase one is your training. That's uh, time in the academy, in service, at war, uh, training in the Star Patrol, maybe defending the farm from off-planet pirates or following your merchant family across the galaxy, whatever. This time when your characters start coming in, into their own as young cadets, inquisitive students, whatever else, and begin realizing their true potential. Questions to consider would be what your character did, for whom, where, in what capacity. Did anything dangerous happen? What was the highlight of that time? Did you meet any of the other characters there? What happened to your family, patron, your best friend who you grew up with, that kind of, of thing? And you would have two aspects. Where are we heading as far as what I mean... In Satsi, we all know we're going to be ending up as members of the Century Club, so we we know where we're going, and we can kind of tailor where are we where are yeah. we shooting for? Well, there there is no overarching organization per se like the the Century Club here. So so basically, I guess this is a good time to see what kind of general. Uh, game you guys are going to be to be looking for here. I know that you mentioned the whole bounty hunter aspect there. What does everybody else want out of this? I want some member of the party to hit somebody else in the head with a bag of money. Sorry, that was totally that was not useful at all. It was just facetious. I apologize. Uh-huh. I don't know. I I like the idea of the high adventure heroic uh, level to take it on the same uh, take it on the same scale. Jump out on the wings of fighter planes. Jump out on the wings of fighter planes. That kind I of mean, thing. fighter ships. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Crawl along the outside of the ship without a suit, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I can hold my breath for this long. I don't know. I mean, it, it doesn't no. have to be quite as uh, quite as uh, uh, camped up as uh, as the pulp stuff that we were doing before. Um, more pro- or, plot, more intrigue, more character stuff is yeah. certainly, uh, certainly fine with me. Unless we're thinking more Flash Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, Flash Gordon. That's uh, so far as I so far as I could figure is pretty much what we were doing before, except uh, except it's uh, guys wearing lightning helmets <laughs> and uh, <laughs> tinfoil suits and stuff like that. Well, they mentioned the Star Patrol. That sounds pretty uh, hmm. Flash Gordony to me. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to go with yeah. that. But I mean, I'm just go on. I was thinking that. Um, if we had a common endpoint, um, that could help somewhat so the characters develop more or less in the same direction. Uh, or to be, can be compatible as a crew, anyway, for whatever mission we might be going on. 
Yeah, that's why I was asking, because otherwise we just end up with with characters who, at the end of the day, are in completely different... And I know that there's a comparable thing to the novels later on, so if we know where we're yeah. going, it's easier to figure out how in the hell we're going to get these people together. <laughs> it's almost too open-ended. I'm thinking, what I just... Um, Mark, did you have some um, an yes. idea of where you wanted us to be, or were you more or less thinking of seeing how the characters went and then developing the the scenario based on that? That was basically where I I was I, I was going. Yeah, this basing the scenario like like I did with Spirit of the Century, basing the scenario on on what you all came up with, plus the the whole um, setting creation thing was going to fall in, in into that somewhat too. So. Mm-hmm. So if we wanted to be bounty hunters, you could do something with that. If we wanted to be government agents, you could do something with that. Um, yeah, easily. Let's see. They, uh, one of the things that they have in, in here as far as that first phase is the possibility of a career aspect. And they mention um, some career options in here like your various civilian-type things. They mention traveler with the, the usual misspelling. Um, news reporter, um, and then they also have like uh, diplomat, uh, miners, or 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 scavengers, merchants, explorers, uh, the science guys, security, which they also fit bounty hunters under, but that also has like the uh, star patrol and the and and the like there military which is your navy your army mercenaries that kind of thing pirates rebels or some kind of of like native warlord kind of of thing so pirates i could try uh i could try getting the ball rolling here on phase one for uh for montab okay for uh phase one training what did i do for who and where was it um uh this would be a fill in the blank agency uh on under that would fall under the auspices of civil service or something like that. Okay. Manning uh manning a, a an energy beam station, something that orbits one of the colonial planets that uh supplies microwave energy beams or whatever power source high science fiction would uh, rename it to inverse tachyon pulse or whatever you want to call it. Energy beam stations cool. that send energy down to the colonies and have to be uh, have to have personnel on them at all times, of course, making sure the equipment's in operation, aimed at the right dishes, monitored, all the rest of that stuff, say on a station of about 12 or, th- 12 or 14 people, and I'm one of them that got my first internship doing that, essentially working for some civil cool. service thing. Dangers, uh, Balarian Insectoid Pirates. Pulled that name completely out of my butt. Um, <laughs> cool. That uh, would occasionally try and raid anything. Didn't have to be stations. Uh, other ships, other colonial places uh, for equipment and weapons or energy or anything that they could get their little pincers on. Highlights would be an attack on one of the energy beam stations during which I fought with uh, the other 12 that were on the station. Four of us survived, and uh, only a few of the insectoids survived, and we actually managed to uh, 
cripple their ship and keep it in orbit until uh, authorities with more firepower arrived. And in the meantime, I was put in charge of guarding their wise bug or priest or cleric or, or something or other, whatever the smartest guy on their ship that happened to get be taken into custody. And I guarded him and he taught me uh, all kinds of stuff. My family, uh, father, one brother, mother, all fine uh, and in good condition and living back home in uh, whatever passes for England in, uh, in this particular scenario. Career, possibly from studying whatever it was I did with the rest of the crew there on the energy beam station, um, brought me to the attention of the existing authorities and got some kind of recruiter or other interested in me to, to contact me and try and groom me for intelligence work. Okay. So, what? Uh... Is that enough to pull two aspects from, I wonder? <laughs> Only two? <laughs> I know, <laughs> really. <laughs> well, it's phase one training. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I guess uh, some, some form of uh, technical expertise uh, knows, knows, his way, knows his way around controls. And the other one would be, let's see, what did this wise bug teach me? What did this insect insectoid pirate thing chitter at me in his foreign lingo. Never let him see you sweat. <laughs> because as a bug... <laughs> <laughs> we don't sweat. We don't sweat. See my chitin? It's so shiny. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking for... I'm looking for something... Let's learn to develop a hard shell. <laughs> hard shelled... Melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Live with a hard shell. Lives with a hard shell. There okay. we go. Lives Maybe it's some sort of insectoid martial art. Or are you thinking more of a philosophy? Well, philosophies didn't help me out all that much in <laughs> of the century. <laughs> so I wonder if I, yeah. should, I think maybe I should take Andrew's yeah, well, advice there. Yeah. And there is one thing... There, there, there is one thing I should mention as far as this version of, of Fate goes. Since it does have a character advancement system, there are some differences as far as like refresh and that goes. Uh, the way that this is, gonna, is going to work is your, your advancement will basically be added refresh. And what will happen is the stunts that you take will reduce your refresh to begin with. So... With your five stunts that you'll get from this, you'll be starting the game with a refresh of five rather than ten, like you had in, in my spirit. So it'll be more important to have the kind of two-sided aspects that you can gain uh, fate points from early on. So should we just start with the uh, same sort of character um, creation system? Everyone goes around with their early childhood first? Basically, yeah. Or in, in this case, it's not really so much early childhood as it is training in that, because all of the other phases are going to be novels, basically. Oh, okay. So. Our training. So, Adam, you said you were you were leaning more toward a. a um, um, I'm. I was uh, thinking maybe a. Ta I think maybe I'm going to take Andros's advice and go with uh, something that's more immediate in terms of. Uh, uh, more immediate and more applicable to multiple situations, and that would be he taught me mantis speed. Oh, 
That's good. Just because you couldn't grow that hard shell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there's, there's... The hard shell could also mean all kinds of, of like, different things, too. So. Sure, I could see a martial arts style called, you know, it's, you kind of resist. It's a hard shell. Let's see. Um, I'm saying you're leaning more toward a um, um, kind kind of a, a brawler or an arms expert, I guess, huh? Ooh, I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm leaning more more towards. Um, I, I think <laughs> I'm doing what what everybody else tries to do when they create a character and just make James Bond. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay. I'm just trying to think of something so that I'm not doing exactly the same thing you're doing. Um, for some reason, I keep thinking documentary film crew. <laughs> hmm. Wow. I think I was, a... Well, I, th- I think when you said Dog the Bounty Hunter, I was thinking, oh, well, we ought to have Croco- Crocodile Hunter in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is space opera, so he could very easily be hunting uh, crocodile people. Crocodile people, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but I want to do something a little different. I didn't want to do a hunter again. But... Um, on the other hand, if I were someone who was making documentaries about whatever you guys are doing and getting involved in the everything, <laughs> I'm not sure how active that would be. Oh, hell yeah, it would. You're the plucky reporter guy. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Not so much necessarily plucky, but I mean, you're, if I may put, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth or anything, but it, it strikes me that, you know, you're always looking for the big scoop for your documentary or not scoop necessarily but the big big story for your documentary you know we have to have something interesting to show each week <laughs> maybe you know he's the one that gets us into sometimes where we might be more tempted to say this isn't safe let's do some let's not get involved in this situation he'd kind of be the one going no no guys we got to get involved, because it's the right thing to do, damn it. And in his mind, he's thinking, because I wanted to do this on my on my show. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> One thing that I should note as far as the the career things that I outlined earlier, each of these also have, like, special stunt trees that you can use in addition to the, like, um, the, like, skill-based stunts. And if you're going to do the reporter kind of thing that's got such things as the, the universal travel pass which gives them third uh, free third class travel wherever they, they need to like go and news reporters in particular also have uh, an expense account that oh. like they can take as a like second tier stunt so interesting yeah I was thinking I could probably even so, do a, uh, a cameraman as an aspect that way I don't have to be taking the film myself mm-hmm and after they're knocked out, you can reposition them in amusing ways before the picture is taken. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go ahead and yeah, we'll go ahead and make my guy Russian, and um, say that I'll go. I'll go with the reporter. I think that sounds like fun. Cool. Maybe um, even just having um, grown up in certain parts of Russia that might still be having um, some environmental trouble from the. Twentieth, twenty-first century. It might have given him uh, interest in going off and exploring stories out in the universe. Cool. So I'm an environmental reporter trying to dig up the dirt on the Galactic Empire. That would make me popular. Yeah. 
Well, there's an aspect right there. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like notorious in a way, but in almost. a different spin. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need that pass if that's the case. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. A reporter with an aspect like uh, not afraid to get his hands dirty. Cool. I like that down. I think we're supposed to get find uh, two a two aspects at this point. Yeah, I'll I'll do a variation on what one of the other guys did last time and put loves a good story. Cool. Okay, that's mine. Okay, well, I've been thinking along the lines of, and I'm nowhere near as detailed as, man, man Anna, you 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 write whole books about your character. That's pretty cool. I don't. I just kind of go. Okay, he was a marshal in a spaceport, and now he's a now. I just, I just have a big shovel. That's all. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, what I, he was, uh, well, marshal. I don't know. That's not quite the right word for it. But he basically did the things that. Well, actually, that would work. Yeah, he was the marshal in a spaceport because it was a big. It's a big, you know, area where all kinds of different uh, kinds of people from all kinds of, or you know all kinds of races and walks of life and stuff are trying to intermix and mingle and not necessarily doing a very not necessarily making a very good statement about their species conduct <laughs> with other you know not playing well with others necessarily and uh, so he he had to uh, he was security chief Damn it, I knew I was trying to think of the right... Uh... There we go. <laughs> yeah, wow. I think you were thinking Air Marshal. No, I was I was kind of thinking that in terms of sci-fi western. Oh, okay. Just for the sake of his up background um, and trying not to be... I was thinking more along the lines of Gunsmoke than Firefly. And so Marshal was in my head. But yeah, Security Chief. Okay, sorry about that. I don't know if the mute button worked there or not. Uh, apparently so. Okay. <laughs> Every, whatever secret you told is safe. No, no, no. I was just yeah. saying bye to my wife. She's heading for work, so I oh, didn't. Whatever. But, uh, okay, so he, he is in this. So one aspect from that that I can see is uh, if you've seen, if you'd seen the things I have, dot, dot, dot. Cool. Because I figure positively it, get as far as a positive side of it, it gives him a chance to uh, he knows a lot about different uh, different species and things like that on a negative because of the darker side of being a security chief of a spaceport he's a little paranoid because if you'd seen the things he had you know you wouldn't necessarily mm -hmm. so uh, maybe he's a little um, uh, not trepidatious because I don't want him to be backing away from things all the time, but, uh... He has a suspicious. sense of awareness. Suspicious. Ah. Sometimes where suspicion might not be, might not be advantageous. You know, so the somebody's telling us about, you know, their situation, and he's thinking, what's the, what's the angle here? What are they not telling it? Or whatever, you know. If you'd seen the things I have, you wouldn't take this at face value. That mm. kind of thing. Where maybe cool. he wouldn't need to do that. Uh, that's one. And then he eventually was, he had an incident, quote-unquote, 
and was let go. And so he took his trade and went freelance. <laughs> okay, I'll just say the first things that come into my head. There's an, a there's an alien species where that, that caused him a lot of grief. And uh, maybe he took things a little too far when he was trying to keep them in line. And it, so he's got a prejudice against... <laughs> you know, if we really wanted to make things interesting, he has a prejudice against insectoids. <laughs> That's funny. The first thing that popped into my head was Tellarites. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. How do you vote? America Vulcan. <laughs> okay, that's good because I'm not an insectoid, but I respect well, their true. philosophy. <laughs> yeah, so we would have. I'm not sure what positive spin that could have, though. That's the only thing. Well, maybe I'll balance it out with a with a completely positive aspect somewhere down the road. To I don't know. Figure it out later. So that's my okay. two aspects. Is that, hey, are we all good? Hmm? Is that uh, um, uh, uh, hates hates insectoids or hates all bugs? Hates insectoids. Um, hates those damn bugs. Maybe he. Yeah, that's it. You know what? Yeah, it's a general <laughs> thing. Hates those <laughs> damn bugs. Okay. <laughs> Okie doke. <laughs> His nickname's Black Flag. That's right. I was thinking Wade, but Black Flag works better. <laughs> Which, of course, means at some point in this game I have to get a Roach Mo Motel reference in somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. The they check in, check but in. you don't check out. <laughs> <laughs> Blows smoke off his laser barrel. <laughs> Beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are, we, are we set for for uh, for a uh, phase two? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Phase two is your first Star Blazer Legend, starring your character. Oh dear. That's basically the same as the Satsi novels. It's, you'll come up with your basic story, um, the like summary of what you you do there, and you come up with with like two aspects tied into it. Okay. Um, can, do we do the tank Rangar and the thing again, or versus? Sure. The general pattern is character name versus in and adventurous thing, like Deke Sundiver and the Star Curse. Or Brandon Carter in The Last Destroyer, or something like that. Okay. Tank Rondar and the Ice Pirates. Okay. That's interesting. I was thinking Ivan Archangel and the Time Gypsies. Oh, that's cool. Ah, <laughs> yes. I'm thinking of changing his slant a little bit, because instead of making him a bounty hunter, he's more of a... If he is a bounty hunter, he also will help people. At the risk of sounding completely cheesy, that's the only thing that's coming to mind to compare it to what I'm thinking about. It's like he's a one-man A-team kind of 
kind of thing, you know, where <laughs> I don't mean that in terms of the, the show or the style, but the way, you know, if people have a problem and if you can find them, you know, if you've got a problem, you can hire Pink Rarnar. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool that loves it when a plan comes together. <laughs> It just seems like the story possibilities are more open-ended as far as what come to my mind doing it that way rather than, mm-hmm. yes, thank you, computer, for telling me Rondar is misspelled. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> On the, pl- the planet, insert planet name here, because <laughs> I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, water is a commodity. Didn't they make a movie about this at one point? Anyway. Um... <laughs> I haven't seen it, if they have, but the titles, I think that, the more I think about it, I think that's where I heard the Ice Pirates before, subconsciously, it's been in there. Um, this uh, family is having their supply of water, which they make their living selling, was being sabotaged by pirates. And so, through means that I don't have to go into, because this is a summary, Tank Rondar gets involved and has to, and stops them. <laughs> I'm so detail-oriented. Um, okay, so, the aspects. Uh, let's see. I think I'll make an aspect out of the fact that he'll help people who need, uh, who need his help. Which sometimes comes at really bad timing, perhaps. As a negative spin. The one that popped into my head is it's not about the money. Mm -hmm. Not a mercenary mercenary? Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, you know what, I think I'm going to use that because it's vague enough where sometimes if one needs to, one can sort of (laughs) (laughs) change what it means to suit the situation. The other one, hmm, oh, quick draw, but I can't think of a jazzy name for that. So for right now, I'll put quick draw. So it's not about the money and quick draw are the two aspects from that legend. Okay. What was the name of that novel? Or did it have a name? Oh, um, Tank, Rondar, and the Ice Pirates. And the Ice Pirates. Okie doke. Not quite as good as the shocking shaman of Shanghai, but... Somebody is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a long time in coming, something coming close to that. That was just... Yeah. That was a movie built into the title. <laughs> okay, so... So who's next? I got something. Go ahead. Okay. Montab Comet and the Beetlejuice Betrayal. <laughs> Ooh. Sent to infiltrate a massive smuggling ring near Beetlejuice, Agent Montab discovers that he was handpicked for the assignment by a superior in league with the underworld. He infiltrated the core of the operation with great ease. Too much ease. Barely escaping the men who knew his true identity even before he arrived, he manages to leave Beetlejuice and return to confront the intelligence officer who sent him there. Good God, man. Oh, oh. You're... Wow. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, ice pirates, I don't know. Uh... Well, bear in mind, I was typing all that out while, while you were being like on the spot there, having to make it up as you went. <laughs> It's like, good, well, well, he's like, yeah. I mean, 
what the hell? Um, what the hell can I pull from this? Aspect number three. Nothing is that easy. Is that easy? And four. What's what would number four be? Maybe you have a thing. He has a thing. A vendetta against the underworld. Or corrupt government officials. Evil can be anywhere. Yeah. There you go. Be anywhere. <laughs> We're gonna have a paranoid bunch on our on our hands yeah. here. <laughs> hey, it's that kind of thing that saves your life. <laughs> you want to be suspicious? Be suspicious. It'll probably keep you from getting killed one day. <clears throat> so yeah, that's basically. I think that would be basically be it. He probably ends up uh, confronting. Just to get more into the character here, he confronts whatever this high-level official was that was involved with the underworld, proves that the guy was involved with the underworld, accuses him of sending him out there to get killed, and nothing happens to the guy anyway. Because he knows people in even higher places. And so that's when he decides to leave the intelligence service. But he still knows plenty of people. Uh, all He knows people all up and down the Sudan. With any luck, he's probably got the... Never mind. <laughs> He speaks, Does anyone understand a word I'm saying here? <laughs> Hello? 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 <laughs> Does anyone else speak English? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, somebody that probably uh, has quite a few contacts uh, during, uh, because of his intelligence work, but, um, but uh, is not officially connected with, uh, with Imperial Intelligence anymore because he just said, screw you guys, I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> Hey you guys, I'm going home. Hey you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> did you already get your two aspects? Uh-huh. And him? Huh. Damn. Sorry. Nothing nope. is... <laughs> did, did I have the mute on? What was the last thing you heard me say? <laughs> oh, crap. I hate when I do that. <laughs> uh, there was the, um... I got my two aspects from that one. Nothing is that easy, and evil yeah. can be anywhere. Oh, okay, good, good. So yeah. I'm done for that. Okay. So what I was thinking of the basic plot for my novel, Ivan Archangel and the Time Gypsies, are he goes to investigate a um, town where there's been strange illnesses, and... His investigative team finds that uh, the place had been used as a toxic dump from uh, individuals in our future. And it's making uh, the townspeople sick with strange mutations. Hmm. And it turns out what their ultimate plot is, is that they, they come back into the past, use this place as a toxic dump, and by the time it gets to their time, um, the place has been thoroughly condemned and shunned for a very long time. But the toxic substances have finally gone away at that time, and they can just go in and take up prime real estate for themselves. Ooh. Let's see if I can come up with an aspect that's different than the ones I've already picked. Because... This might be a very bad one to not be afraid to get your hands dirty. (laughs) (laughs) 
the um, Mark, uh, you were saying that there's kind yes. of packages associated with some of the different archetypes. How are those worked in? Well, basically, the um, it gives you a an array of uh, of like possible stunts that you can take rather than the skill based ones. So it's basically, they would they, they would fall into your like five stunts. So oh, okay, um, so not at this point. Right. Um, what did you have in in, my, in mind as far as that goes, so I can let you know what, what kind of what you'd be looking at? Yeah, I was just wondering if um, they need to be based at all on my aspects. Uh, you would have at least the one career-related aspect back in phase one, but otherwise, it's other, otherwise they're just stunts. All that's really important for the aspects is that um, they can be both good and bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can be probably be used in as many situations as I can think of. So one thing I thought of was nose for trouble, but is that too similar mm-hmm. to what I've had before? Or does that matter at all? Hmm. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think that would be. I mean, that that would certainly be something that you sort of a uh, suspicion raising thing, and definitely a thing that I can use to kind of hook you towards adventure possibilities and and that. Uh, what were your first two? Aspects not, not afraid to get his hands dirty and loves a good story. Mm-hmm. So it's another. It's similar to those in that it's investigative, but it's also a little different. Yeah, it does have certain subtle differences to it. Like mm-hmm. nose for, for for trouble could possibly would possibly give you a bonus in as far as getting into bad situations like ambushes and that kind of thing. Possibly even right if you decided to use it that way. So yeah, I think that would work. Oh, kind of similar how that example of the, the character that had strange luck that could be both good and bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I like that. Okay, nose for trouble. And, yeah, I keep thinking of possible stunts that apply in the situation, not another aspect. A slip in time saves Ivan. <laughs> That's a good alternate title. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of something along the lines of... Um, some basic scientific skill to be able to analyze what's going on, but that, like I said, that's more of a stunt than an aspect. Hey, that's a good one. How about cut to the chase? Hmm. Okay. How hyperbolistic do we make these guys? If he's going to be the fastest draw, are we talking the fastest draw in 12 systems, the fastest draw in the galaxy, the fastest draw in the western arm? (laughs) That depends on which of those aspects you end up taking. Okay, well, hey, if I'm going to do it, I'll do we it big. Best of the galaxy. Cool. Because <laughs> basically what you, what you just listed there were like several different aspect possibilities. So there you go. And of course, since you put it that way, you're, you're, you'll probably end up having like rivals come out of, of the, the like woodwork <laughs> every once in a while saying, uh, I want to take you on. So, and then one day it'll turn around and it'll be a 10-year-old kid. <laughs> well, it, he had a ray gun. It looked real enough. Hey, they've got good reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> so are we good on phase two now, or yes. we still have something to finish, to finish there? No, I, I've got nose for trouble and cut to the chase. Okay, phase three is is the first round of like guest starring. In this case we will have Eric uh taking part in the in the like time gypsies case 
Andros, you're going to be part of the Beetlejuice Betrayal, and Anum will show up in the adventure against the Ice Pirates. Okie doke. Okay. Andros, give me a run down. Let me make sure I have the plot straight in your story. Okay. They, they, this town on this planet has, tox, it has toxic... Um, a toxic waste dump. Toxic waste dump, and it's, it's kind of hidden under the town and making people sick. Well, mutated of, even. Kind of Andrew Aaron Brockovich in space, sort of sounds like kind of. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> and they, the deal is, they go into the past and polluted town, so it's uninhabitable and um, condemned. And then by the time their time comes around, they can just buy the property cheap. Ah, okay. So maybe Tank Rondar gets uh, involved because a family, another family, I don't want to do another family, did a family in my my legend. The town didn't start out as a toxic waste dump. It's not like that's it. It's that's what's happening to it. So Mm -hmm. the mayor or whoever of the town could be wondering what the hell is going on and maybe he gets he or she gets suspicious that something some sort of that, that there's that some sort of foul no pun intended since the time a toxic waste foul play <laughs> is involved and because uh, how does how does uh, how do you see okay as I as I understand it since he's the reporter type he's goes to investigate this and then gets involved that way is that because I'm right. thinking, I don't want to step on your toes, but I'm thinking if he gets hot, if Tank got hired by someone to figure out what was going on, and then we meet up and realize we're working for the same goal, mm-hmm. just different ways of, of getting there, and that just that just shows how he gets involved, though not what he actually does. Well, this doesn't have necessarily have to be really heavy duty because these are guest starring things. Although you you're pulling. Ad- aspects out of it, you don't have necessarily have to have a completely central role either. So. No, I don't, I'm not trying to have a central role, I'm just trying to figure out what no, I know. his role would be in the first place. Yeah. Um, ah. Andros, do you have any thoughts on, or even either Mark, Adam, anybody, if you have any ideas, chime in here, cause I'm drawn, I've got nothing. Well, let's see, could this be while your character is still working for the government, or just after your character's left? Uh, it could be either either one. Because um, he could be there as part of a investigation, or uh, it's possible that when you uncovered the government corruption in your other novel, um, you discovered that uh, the people were involved in several schemes, and one of the things you do is to go down the list and uh, figure out um, what was going on. They could actually be in collusion with the perpetrators here. Hmm. I know it's not very pulp, is it? <laughs> yeah, maybe it could be something as simple as he needs to get, you need to get to that town and I have a ship. That's true. That's true. It could be a how these characters met scenario. And I'm, yeah, and I'm not even involved in the main, I just get you there. <laughs> and uh, maybe, maybe we have because I need to... Well, I'll have my ship be one of my aspects from that, then. 
Yeah, if we got into a fight scene, that would be um, handy that you were there. Yeah. Okay, let's go with that then, because uh, how involved is it if you, if I have a if I have a ship, Mark? Is that is that uh, going? That's fine. Okay. Then uh, my ship will be called the Starhawk. I almost said Silverhawk. <laughs> and then I said, no, even I have my limits. Not many of them, but I do have them. And let's see the other aspect. Tell you what, I'm taking a quick nature break, and I'll let you know what my second aspect is when I come back. Okie dokie. <laughs> All right. Andros, did you say they were the the people that were the the time gypsies that were dumping all this garbage were aliens from the future? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Cool. Alien re alien real estate uh, <laughs> yeah speculators. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of your book again? It was Beetlejuice? Oh, uh, the uh, Montab Comet and the Beetlejuice Betrayal. Oh, oh, I might have gotten I might have gotten your novels mixed up then. You're the one who had the government betrayal thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, trying Tank, to remember. Tank Rondar has the the family with the uh, water supply uh, sabotaged by ice pirates. Oh, okay. Sorry, I gave him incredibly wrong advice then. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You got a ship out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to get with him about statting that out later. Fortunately, it's mostly like the character generations, just somewhat less less of it. So let me see. Uh, let me let me let me get this straight from your book, Adam. Um, what was the original case you were sent to? Um, uh, they were just. It was a big smuggling ring. Oh, a big smuggling ring, and then you found a government collusion. Dealers. Yeah, the guy that uh, picked me to go infiltrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, was involved, so uh, they knew I was coming. And uh, my first tip-off should have been being able to infiltrate so easily, but I wasn't. And uh, when it when push came to shove, you know, insert dramatic scene here where I discovered that they knew I was coming mm-hmm. and, and that I was marked for death. Uh, some kind of an escape happens, and... Uh, I have a funny feeling I'm going to wind up being kidnapped in your book again. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> Works on TV all the time. Yeah. All, all too often, as a matter of fact, but yeah. whatever. Uh, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those dreaded kids. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have returned. Okie dokie. Hooray. <laughs> we... <laughs> no, I was just saying was confused because I thought you were you were the um, um, dissolution government agent, so that's why I was uh, giving you advice for my book that was the way it was. Oh, that's all right. I figured I would use hmm. <laughs> use what I what I could, and I think I thought of my second aspect for the fa- for the phase. One of the great things about role playing is I get to pay tribute to characters who have influenced my life. And therefore, if my character is going to have a ship, then the other aspect has got to be, it's not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) 
Come on, baby, <laughs> hold together. That's right. It was that. I, I was torn between those two, actually, with either "Come on, baby, hold together" or uh, "It's not my fault." <laughs> well, if I understand the way the system works from reading the little review on RP.net, I could make that one of the aspects of my ship, could I not? The "Come on, yeah. baby, hold together." Yeah. So we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's not my fault. That's got a lot of possibilities very slick okay so i need to come up with two aspects for adam's book yeah probably one of the reasons why your character got sent in there to uh look into this is that the smugglers were getting sloppy enough that word about their activities are starting to get out because an investigative reporter also shows up to look into and yeah what the hell also winds up pushing his luck too far and getting captured by the smugglers. Probably even they're so busy worrying about what to do with me, that gives your character the opportunity to um, crash the party. So, I'm just thinking of a different kind of aspect that would enable him to get into that sort of trouble. Maybe he's got... I mean, I make a suggestion. I don't mean to... Uh, absolutely. Uh, maybe he's got the... the the Captain Kirk complex. <laughs> where it's like... You know, there's not a lot of thought necessary pre-thinking that goes. It's just like this is the problem. This is what we're gonna do. And sometimes he gets a little overconfident, and that's how he got caught. Maybe. You you want me to really take action without thought for an aspect? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that just has entertainment written all over it. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> nose for trouble. <laughs> nose for trouble. Action without thought. Hell. Yeah. Two great tastes that taste great together, I say. I know. Oh, God. Is that he okay. got in with, with that particular crowd, like maybe more... Exactly. Tell him particular places he could go, that kind of thing. I've got, I've got, yeah, I've got a variation that'll work on that. How about in the thick of it? Hmm. Hmm. How is that going to work? Um, it's uh, similar to right place at the right time. Or possibly the... Well, possibly the wrong the right time. time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's something about the right place. It must have been the wrong time. Yeah, I know. That's been going through my head, so I haven't been able to write anything. <laughs> uh, uh, no copyright infringement was intended by the quoting of this song. <laughs> that's nice to know. Okay, right place at the wrong time. <laughs> okay. And... Okay, here's an, here's an aspect um, that's... Uh, um, maybe more used to me than you, but um, <laughs> it it could uh, explain why he's stuck. He's stuck with me. Is um, I was thinking of an aspect called a little help for my friends, ah. which I I can use as a general um, eight other sort of aspect. So after I got rescued, I was actually useful. Cool. Uh, Mark, can you think of an alternate phrasing? It might help it to go both ways. Let me see. Is it for my friends or from? Uh, for. I uh, know it's. It, I'm changing it from the song, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Because if I put it that way, then I'd always have to have people uh, rescuing me. A helping hand. There you. Yeah, because I, I think we're on the same page. I was thinking. Right. If you help okay. them, then they owe you favors, and vice versa. Okay, I'm just wondering if there's a way to do that so that. Mark can use it too. 
Oh, but it's, I mean, or just by stating it, just as a helping hand. Oh, it compelled for me to get into something someone else has gotten into? Yeah. Okay. Um, helping hand. I like it. Okay. So it's Adam's turn. I'm just going down, going down Ivan's list here, and I'm thinking, there's one, because of who you are, that like would cover all ten aspects, and you wouldn't have to write anything else down. <laughs> Power the press. Or the press. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, that's... it's whatever I want it to be, whenever I want it to be it. How's that for a game breaker? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, because in a way, that's what aspects have to be. I mean, because, you know, <laughs> we look uh, at all the ways we've BSed our way into using some of the ones we had in Satsi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of my aspects was not um, here's imaginary things at a distance, but that managed to, <laughs> that managed to end the game. The other, whatever. Um, okay, uh, Tank Rondar and the Ice Pirates. Okay, being an intelligence, knowing about pirate activity in general, not specifically the Ice Pirates, Montab is sent to um, coincidentally the same planet where this family. And numerous other families, as it happens, uh, are having their water supplies sabotaged, poisoned, or otherwise made unsellable by ice pirates that are trying to corner the market because they've got their big blocks of ice from the asteroid minings and comic minings, whatever it is that they get, wherever they get their ice from in outer space. And Modtop is sent to just investigate and report back manages to hook up with some of the ice pirates and become a regular member of their crew. Apparently his specialty is infiltration. And the one crew in particular is having some real trouble with one family out uh, in one of the southern sectors because they seem to have either they knew personally or hired by a distance some kind of maverick lone gunman or something that's really quick on the draw and knows particularly what he's doing. So they got to go and take care of it. Not having a whole hell of a lot of time, they send their most expendable crew members, Montab and one of the other uh, lowly, newly joined pirates that they don't particularly care about, out to deal with this guy. <laughs> to take him out. I like it. I like it. And they approach the farm. Cool. And they, they know they've already dealt with this family's water supply, so what's the big deal with this guy um, trying to get them fresh sources and cutting into their business again? Don't they know that they should stay down when they've been told to stay down? They approach the farm, and um, fortunately, fortunately for Montab, it's uh, the fellow that he was sent with that drew first, because he's an idiot. <laughs> And uh, before his sidearm has even cleared leather, he's got two holes where uh, where his uh, head and chest used to be. And not being somebody that's going to wait for the other guy to show to show some signs of violence, Tank immediately goes to shoot at Montab as well. He doesn't need to draw. He knows he's going to. Montab fortunately knows Mantis speed and gets the hell out of the way in time to raise a white flag and over a very short period of time identify himself as an intelligence agent. The two of them 
make use of the little scout ship that was sent out from the main pirate vessel to go back to the pirate vessel. Montab gives the right codes to get back to the ship. Tells him that he's got a wounded man with him, when of course it isn't a wounded man, it's Tank. And uh, the two of them take over the vessel and put them out of business. Cool. And cool. Everybody, uh, everybody pulls Christmas crackers and, and drinks <laughs> champagne and the credits roll, and, uh, and then you find out what's going to happen next week on the Bisco Theater. Uh, aspects. <laughs> Do you, do you have anything already on there for aspects that reflects his infiltration? No, specialty? actually, I I don't, and I'm thinking that maybe uh, maybe that should be something. Blend blends in or something? I don't know. Blends into the uh, woodwork or or the way of the chameleon. Ooh, I like that. I'm typing yeah. it out as I say it. The way of the chameleon. <laughs> of the chameleon. And the other it's religion and an infiltration specialty. The other one, the other one that came to mind was knows when to duck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that uh, works as a as an aspect though. Mm. I don't know. Does that sound like does, does knows when to duck sound lame? <laughs> oh, Ooh, uh, that was completely by accident. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how can it be tagged as an aspect? Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, yeah, let's see. I'd really like to I'd really like to take out that other ship. I know knows when to duck. <laughs> no, not particularly helpful there. No. Uh, how about let the other guy let the other guy buy it? <laughs> let the other hmm. guy. Gosh, that unfortunately happened to me in a traffic accident once. Oh, dear. I was mm. driving and saw a car coming straight at me in my lane, and I swerved and hit the guy behind me. Oh, damn. So few winners in situations like that. I know. So anything that you, anything that you mm. walk away from is a, good, uh, is a good one. Let, uh, how about let the hammer fall on the other guy? Is that too long hmm. for an aspect? No. no. The other guy. So that would be Way of the Chameleon and Let the Hammer Fall on the Other Guy for five and six. All right. If that sounds okay. Is that, I don't know. Is that all right? Yeah, I'm just going to make sure that I'm way behind you when we're in the middle of a fight. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the other guy. <laughs> and there's there's a big stone rolling ball coming at me. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if I should let the others know. Nah. Don't be the other. I'll throw you the whip. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking. None of us has selected a particular enemy as a aspect. Hmm. That is absolutely true. Well. Well, actually. Yours sort of has, Eric, with the whole insectoid thing. Oh, that's true. It's not a specific... It isn't a specific character, but you do have that kind of prejudice thing in there that... Yeah. He really hates those bugs. ...worked that way. Those damn yeah. bugs. Yeah. We're in trouble if we're in the Starship Troopers universe. 
No, I think that would be a great asset for me if we were in the Starship Troopers universe. That's how you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Or how it close to hate... have you're standing. <laughs> it, was, it was either hate those damn bugs or hate those damn monkeys. But I think I like bugs. Because oh, monkeys just yeah. came out of left field. Um, did you have two already, Adam? I'm sorry, for, for what? For this phase? Yeah, did you already get your two aspects for this phase? I did, yes. Wait, wait at the All chameleon right. and let the hammer fall on the other guy. Ah, okay. All right, so we've got the next round of of guest star appearances. Then this time it's Adam Five in the uh, Time Gypsy story, uh, Eric in the Beetlejuice uh, betrayal, and Andros in the Ice Pirate story. Okay, I've got a good one to start off with with Ice Pirates. As um, cool. my aspect for that is um, moral indignation. Hmm. I think that can get me into all kinds of trouble. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let me see. Think about the Ice Pirate story for a moment. For how my character can be involved, I guess the moral indignation indicates how he became involved initially. Just because it's a reprehensible situation and yeah, that one you suggested before, Power of the Press. <laughs> I'm wondering how that could be used as an aspect, or is that just kind of a universally used thing? Well, it's most dangerous to the game as a universally used thing. <laughs> I know. Because, I mean, because that's almost you're, perfect you're, for that situation is, because of my moral indignation, I intend to use the Power of the Press to shine a light on this. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say you could tag that if you wanted to get into some place where normally you wouldn't be allowed you well i'm you know i have the power of the press at my back so hmm. let me pass you brigand no i know you wouldn't say that because that's the not, people but, have the right to know <laughs> and then of course there's always the possibility that the press wants you to cover this story over here instead well, so true. you do have to deal with editors yeah oh okay yeah i'll do that that sounds excellent cool Okay. Or um, maybe people, some people don't like dealing with him because he's the press. So the power of the press in that sense can work against him as well. True. That works like well, notorious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's probably my involvement, involvement with the Ice Pirates thing is more of a background running a um, multi-part documentary story in the background on the situation and getting to interview lots of people. So I, I can little cut scenes all through the novel. Hmm. Cool. There you go. That's ingenious exposition. Hmm. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Okay, who's next? Uh, Ice Pirates and... No, not Ice Pirates. Uh, the uh, Here's time, time Gypsies. gypsies. Yes. Mont, uh, Montab. Montab's role in the Ice Gypsies. Uh, Ivan Archangel has uh, uncovered this heinous plot. Aliens from the future have been dumping the toxins, so what does Montab do about it? Montab begins his involvement with the uh, Time Gypsies adventure by having his picture taken uh, inadvertently while Ivan Archangel is covering the story. 
He knows nothing about the aliens or the toxins or the real estate, but is more interested actually in getting hold of the film or digital media, whatever <laughs> it is, that Ivan Archangel has of him because he's not supposed to be seen in this particular part of the galaxy at this time by anyone. And having his his face even in the background splashed all over the the news vids uh, would be disastrous to his current mission. So he's in hot pursuit of uh, that particular media before it gets to wherever it's going to get to uh, and before Ivan can make it to a terminal. He manages to get hold of it, but ends up getting caught in the time slip... As Ivan is covering the, uh, he follows Ivan to the spot where Ivan happens to know where they're arriving with this garbage, with these with these toxins, because he wants Ivan wants to catch them red-handed, or garbagey-handed, and yeah. ends up getting the media and the camera away from Ivan, but getting caught up in the time slip and is shot to the future <laughs> with the aliens. <laughs> He's shot to the future! He's shot to the future, where he learns the hard way what actually is going on. Ends up taking, um, using Ivan's equipment to take uh, some pictures of whatever that he can find, using whatever intelligence skills he has to to uncover as much as possible, um, after having come to the realization of what it was Ivan was trying to do, and sends the camera and the media back through the time slip giving Ivan the full story and the opportunity to know when they are going to return next to continue their plot, whereupon he can assemble the proper authorities that can deal with these uh, uh, alien speculating real estate losers. Unfortunately, it will have to wait till, till, till the sequel novel <laughs> in, which, uh, in which Ivan Archangel... Um, actually manages to rescue Monta from the, the future, future because he can't get back. He well, to send as the it happens, back himself. Yeah. Sorry, as it happens, since we're one player short of the um, of the additional guest star spot, we'll basically do a whole new novel, and that can be that that particular story. Oh, so that's, that's so, so so that works out perfect. Okay. I gave hmm. no thought whatsoever <laughs> to, to aspects as far as that goes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, well, there's all kinds of potential for him in there. Yeah. Let's. let's, let's uh, uh, eyes on the prize. Hmm. What's another way of saying eyes on the? He's got a single-minded myopia that prevents him from seeing the big picture when he's got his eyes on uh, an immediate objective. In this case, it was like, oh, damn, I got to get that film picture, digital, whatever. I've got to get that device with the media on it that has my face on it away from this guy. That tunnel was all vision? That he was con- tunnel vision. There we go. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Tunnel vision. We're, that would be number... Damn, what number are we on for aspects? <laughs> Nine, I think. Seven and eight, right? Oh, so, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Yes, it is. Okay. Tunnel seven and vision. eight. Tunnel vision would be seven, and I wonder how useful that's going to be. But uh, it's just too damn, too damn apt. What would eight be? Uh, adapt. Uh, let's see. No, I've got 
way the chameleon for adaptability. Caught them red-handed? Mm. Caught red-handed. Catch them maybe, red-handed. Maybe he really hates time travel now. <laughs> hates them damn time travel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. I don't have time for this. Oh, that's just a variation. <laughs> that's just a variation of uh, short fuse for BS. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Why not? I can use that. There's no nothing sure. in the rules that says I can't like be derivative of myself. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Time for this. Okay, that's seven okay. and eight for me. Okay, now right. I got a. I got uh, the Beetlejuice betrayal, and I'm trying. Can you give me a rundown so I can kind of see where where Tank can be inserted in here? Well, it was uh, the, the the massive smuggling ring near Beetlejuice on one of the outlying planets there was right. uh, getting sloppy, making a lot of noise, and word was getting out um, primarily because of the uh, investigative reporting of Ivan Archangel and uh, his documentation of the just over-the-top crap that was going on with these people smuggling. Montab, as an intelligence agent for the Empire, or the Council, or whatever the government happens to be called in this particular universe, is sent out there, is handpicked by one of his superiors, um, Counselor Quisling, <laughs> who... <laughs> I had no idea, I just made that. I'm totally using that. Who, who, that works. <laughs> who, who sends him out there because of... Um, uh, because he wants him to infiltrate these smugglers and... Uh, and um, get in at the core of them and, and, and blow their operation to smithereens, whatever. But he discovers that uh, he, it was very easy to infiltrate, and the reason was because they knew he was coming, they knew who he was, and that's because Counselor Quisling is actually in league with them and the whole underworld. Dun, 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 dun. dun. He discovers that they've been putting the heat on and being very, very not nice to Ivan Archangel because they captured him too. And between the two of them, they managed to escape the uh, these guys and get back away, get away from Beetlejuice and back to Earth, where Montab confronts Counselor Quisling and proves that he was involved with them and does all kinds of stuff. And uh, the guy gets away scot-free because he knows people in even higher places. And that's when Montab uh, decides to leave the intelligence service for good. Okay. Um... But there had to be some way that they were able to get away from Beetlejuice. There had to be some way that they were able to escape from these smugglers and get back to Earth. I don't know how that could possibly have been. <laughs> Unless someone uh, happened to have a starship. A starship, yes. And uh, be in the area. Maybe he was already... Maybe he'd gotten involved with the smuggling ring under false pretenses, and once ah. he sees what's going on through... Ivan Archangel, and through piecing some things together on his own, he uh, he decides he does not want to be uh, involved anymore, and therefore helps them well, and himself escape to Earth. There we go. They could have like so, stuck you with some goods that they knew were hot, and sent you off to be the patsy. Yeah, something like that. Whatever. In fact, maybe it's this ad- this uh, adventure. That makes him decide to be the helping, not helping hand. That's uh, that's not that's an aspect for uh, for. Uh, I have that one. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember your character's name. I'm sorry. What is it with me and names today? Um, Yvonne. 
<laughs> That's right, Ivan. And I just said it like two seconds ago. Holy crap. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's either Ivan as in Ivan the Terrible or Ivan as in Ivan Denisovich. <laughs> Depends on how literary uh, you want to be. Yeah. So my aspects could be... You know, there is one that I haven't mentioned anything at all in regards to the to the story of how this fits in, but it's an aspect I just love. So I think I'm going to just... We can insert it somehow. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good one. This is always <laughs> happening to me. <laughs> oh, no, not again. I, tell you, I love that other aspect from the other game. Oh, no, it's that Tesla guy. <laughs> Sorry, I just heard that like recently and I'm like, oh, that's great. And I promise if I ever use Monkey Wrench again, I will not make him so inept as he was in that last. uh, Because he's your nemesis and he deserves to have his due nemesosity. It seems to have always ended up that way, though, because if you remember that one. Sachi game with that with that bomb in the big <laughs> That's uh, true. paper mache thing. It's, it's like I I went in there. It's like okay, uh, I got like uh, oh eight shifts. What do we need? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, that's uh, that's diffused. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that. Uh, uh, see, have we covered everybody? No, I still or have one, on, one more on, aspect. Uh, yeah. Aspects. You know what? Well, this is kind of in the same vein as Fastest Drawn the Galaxy, though. I was going to say living by the sword. And what I, what I mean is not literally. I mean, he's got people gunning for him because of his... But that's kind of inherent in the in the fast draw one, so let me think of something else. Well, living by the the sword also has the inference that perhaps he might be a bit more prone towards going for a, a like violent solution than normal, possibly. Mm-hmm. Too. That's the read I, I get out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that works. So, I mean, whichever way you want to go um, on that, if you want to think of something else, that's fine, but this that would work. So. Yeah, I'll... I'll go with that for now. If I think of anything else, I'll annoy Anim because he's typing everybody's thing and I'll make him change it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Seven, oh no, not again. Eight, living by the sword. Yep. So we got everybody there? Yep. Yep. All right. So the final phase is, of course, rescuing um, Anim's character from the future. Hmm. How in the hell did we deal with this in the last in the last Sansi game? We ended up with ten aspects, uh, but I don't remember. The um, thing is that uh, this one it starts with the uh, novels right in phase two, whereas oh, that's right, that's in right. Sansi, you had youth, then the war years, and then you started doing the like novels. That's and right. the consequence of of like this one. Uh oh, hello. <laughs> I think Mark. Uh, oh dear! Did you hit? Did you hit the mute button? 
No, it, uh, the call dropped on him. There Ringing. we go. That's better. Yeah. There we, there go. we go. Yay. Now, uh, wow. Apparently, my router hic hiccuped. So. Uh, oh, okay, cool. That's what that noise was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so rescuing, uh, rescuing Montab from the future. We're going back to the future. <laughs> uh yes. Marty, don't you wish you had half my money? Yeah. Marty, I'll be back later. I have to go and get the Genesis planet. <laughs> you know what is, you know what my favorite line from that whole film was? Mm. When 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 they tell him that uh, the ship is the Federation ship is hailing and he just like says Put him on screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you idiot, what are you? What what the hell? He's got the thing on. He was excellent. Uh, yeah. How the hell are we gonna get? Are we going to travel to the future to rescue? Their their time travel technologies obviously leaks a lot, so getting to the future shouldn't be a problem because uh, I yeah the way Adam described it I kind of like it's like they they do the thing where they can blip to the past or back to the future, but there's like um, after after tremors hmm. that can pick up anyone still in the area. Okay, but so we get... T the trick is yeah. to bring a return ticket when you arrive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's that. I'm just wondering if we have to do something about this entire network of, or maybe empire of futuristic real estate speculators. I mean, are they using this trick to conquer the universe? Hmm. In the past. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Flesbugs. Turn your trash into cash, cash, cash. <laughs> Will you sign this petition? <laughs> <laughs> and do they have dossiers on us if we're going to be this much trouble? <laughs> if not, they will. So, yeah, so the main... I'll nemesis. leave a note to myself to remind me to leave a key in the rose bush so I can find it later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And we run into Gary Seven and uh, strange deserve. guy traveling around in a a blue box. A blue yeah. box. <laughs> I, th I think wrecking the time travel apparatus might do it. I don't know. It's it's a pulp adventure after all. That is true. Yeah. But at first, of course, they capture they capture all three of us. Well, I'm already captured, I suppose, and try to put us in a giant trash compactor. Ooh. To make us a part of their nefarious schemes, dump us along with the toxic waste into the past, or no they put us into a time compactor so that we can't be any, we won't be meddling in their affairs any longer, and we're stuck in like a three-second loop because mm. time was compacted. You see, a tight spot, a temporal causality loop, where we live the same lifetime over and over and over again, and we don't realize we're doing it. No, I don't know. And we lose at poker to data every... That's right, every single time. <laughs> <laughs> All hands abandon ship! All hands abandon... <laughs> the extreme occurrence of the number three indicated that... Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate... That was a great best. episode. Yeah. It, it had Fraser in it. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> the ultimate best ending for... Uh, for um, Rescue from the future would be to have all the trash they've ever dumped end up right back where they are. Ooh, yes. Somehow, somehow or other, we've got to re engineer it so that 
their toxins return back to their own time and all that expensive real estate that they've invested this whole scheme into ends up getting buried under their own garbage that they sent back originally. So and well, then, of course, we'd have to destroy their their apparatus. Oh, kind of like the, uh, the at the end of the movie Stargate. Yeah. I confess, I never saw. Wait a minute. Did Remember the, the flying pyramid? That's right. He sent the atomic bomb back up into the into the pyramid. Right. Give right. Regards to King Tut, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Anyway, we're meaning to novel. Damn it. Yeah. Right. Back okay. Track. So, yeah, we're screwing Aspects. them over and we're winning the day. Aspects. Yeah. Okay, I got a title. Mm-hmm. How about uh, time travel tango? <laughs> I like it. Sure. Time travel, time travelers of the toxic tango. <laughs> Doesn't give us any aspects, but it gives us a fun title. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. Let's see. Uh, what Aspect. goes around comes around. I get to feel around. like I've seen this deja vu thing before. <laughs> I'm, 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 t- I'm selecting an aspect. What goes around comes around. It's like Vuja Day, the feeling you've never been there before. <laughs> if that works, I don't know. Well, it's not proper French, of course, but it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so we all get captured. The alien mastermind explains his insidious plan to us. And, of course, his control panel has the master switch with the located positions of everything they've ever dumped, just so they can keep track of it. That's right. Which, of course, you are able to get a good picture of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you got everything yeah, I, under I think, the sun. I think I will. I will have a minion uh, cameraman as a as a uh, as a what you call it. Hmm. Cool. Oh, a Thank companion. You. A companion. Yeah. In fact, if I want him to be an as, if I don't want to lose the guy, I might as well tag him as an aspect in this scene, right? Yeah. So I have um, cameraman always handy. <laughs> I, it's the same guy all the time, but you never bother to ask his name. You're just cameraman. <laughs> Go over here. That? Did you get that, cameraman? Did you get that? <laughs> My name is Bob. Cameraman. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. Let's see. Cameraman, always handy. I'll, I'll think of a name for him. <laughs> Steady cam. <laughs> His name is Cameron. Oh. He's Cameron, man. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, maybe maybe he's Camerabot. Yeah, there you go. Camerabot. Camerabot. Right. Cool. Very good. Let me take your picture. Smack. Take Say my picture. Smack my pin. Yeah. Indeed. How do you feel about not letting us into this facility? May I quote you on that? <laughs> well, come on. I don't want to make myself redundant. <laughs> That's true. Superfluous. Camera box. I mean, if this was easy enough, then it wouldn't be worth doing. Okay. Well, if, if no one's going to pick the time gypsies as a nemesis aspect, then by God, I'm going to. Somebody <laughs> needs to. Okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. Sure. I take it we can't all have uh, more than one of us shouldn't have the same nemesis, right? Uh, you all can handle that however you all want to. Because keep in mind that you won't necessarily always have these characters in this particular configuration. You may have, we may have one switch out and that like we did with the other game. Right, so, so everyone having a different nemesis helps. Yeah, I think actually my nemesis is Counselor Quisling. 
Ooh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Did he actually sell you to the Time Gypsies? He, uh, well, he sold me out to the Beetlejuice smugglers. Uh, the Time Gypsies he probably would have been involved in, but he's just a very busy guy. Oh, okay. I was just thinking, could you move one of your earlier aspects up to this one and then so that you can place him earlier in his proper place? Oh, I suppose I could, but that's presupposing that he's going to be uh, that he's going to be in whatever particular adventure happens to be. Do you want him to show up every now and then? <laughs> well, I don't think I'd mind it so much, but he huh. just pissed me off too much. He doesn't deserve to be one of my aspects. <laughs> that's sad. He's already got a title. He's already got a higher-paying job. He already gets away with murder because of his connections in. Uh, the upper echelons of government, and, uh, you know, the hell with them. I got number nine on this one as what goes around comes around, and number ten, I keep thinking, good things come to those that wait. Oh, I've got my number ten. What happens if I do this? <laughs> hey, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, what the hell? <laughs> Worked pretty damn good for Tesla, I think. Okay, I'm going to take direct approach. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I already stole. Hey, I already stole for myself. I think. I was just thinking of the, the control panel I was just describing, and I said, "Yeah." I, I just kept having this image of the big red button that says "Do not push." You know. Please do not push this button again. All right. I the just big typed red candy color button. <laughs> if you're serious, I just typed that in. Is that what you're? Is yes. that what? Okay. Yes. I am an investigative reporter, after all. <laughs> That's yeah. right. you got to find out what happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. After we send all that stuff back to their home base, they're all going to be a bunch of mutated... Yeah. Uh, Although that could be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> because we never know what they're going to show up as. They could have all kinds of weird, you know, crap that in one time we... Well, I'm putting... I don't care. One time we see him with, yeah. One time he shows up and says, "My nurse is so we meet again." (laughs) (laughs) And since I hate those damn bugs, (laughs) make short work of him. And then the next time it's this lizard guy or something, the toxic Avenger. No, um, more more likely that's how they look. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. See, everything I keep thinking of is like. I feel like it's redundant. Like I was thinking Justice is Swift could be an aspect, but I've kind of already covered that in other things, I think. And also, so... Similar similar's okay if you can interpret it slightly differently. Yeah, but I... Yeah, I'm just thinking that there are certain times when we wish we could tag more than one aspect for some actions. I want to write more into the story to give <laughs> myself a cool weapon. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> There you go. I want to okay. be I want to be a a, a, a min maxing selfish little gamer here. Right? <laughs> right into the story, fun, aren't you? To give myself a well, I'm thinking to myself, you know, in the last in in, in the last uh, iteration of this style, as Hank Bugle, I was often feeling at a loss for something that was ranged. And yeah. <laughs> I always had to be standing right next to them and pounding them with my fist. And Nick and and Reggie both had something that they could shoot at the, the bad guy with. And it made for an interesting situation a lot of the times, but I kept thinking to myself, you know, I really should have 
come up with something. So in the future, when they uh, when they put us in with their garbage, one of the things that got thrown away was a perfectly good coat. Of many colors. Uh, for, it wasn't. It believe it or not, I thought of that, but I already had the chameleon <laughs> aspect. <laughs> They're they're bad guys. They're bad guys who occasionally throw stuff out. And as it's in the future, I got one of the lower, uh, one of the lower Mach Mach two instead of the Mach three dagger jackets that you could uh, simply open up and whip a dagger out for uh, for handy throwing uh, from either side. It cool. uh, it could be recharged with uh, up to. Uh, I'm going to like leave that to the GM as to how many daggers can actually be pulled from this jacket. But it's one of those underworld-type things that uh, works in the future and will continue to work in the past so long as I keep my mouth shut about it and don't tell anybody. Hmm. But it may be just one of those souvenirs that I bring back from this particular trip, and I will call that aspect Dagger Jacket. The daggers somehow transport... Or the jacket just produces new daggers every now and then. Uh, so, somehow or other, it's uh, it's it's uh, it behaves like a replicator and generates daggers <laughs> for me to throw. The same way that you'd have and bullets in a gun. Roll gray, hot. Yeah. Along- <laughs> Can I interest anyone in uh, in a stiletto or a nice uh, or a nice, nice pico <laughs> or a chardonnay? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that would be my aspect number ten—a damn weapon for him to use. So you at least throw sh- throw shit at the bad guys. <laughs> cool. Yeah, otherwise, I have to make up bizarre crap about me having ball bearings in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't really work for an intelligence officer, agent, whatever. Yeah. So if that's allowed, I'm I'm going to go ahead and do that. Sounds good to me. So does that cover... No, I haven't done mine yet. I'm being the lagger again. (laughs) It's like the more you try to think of something, the more... Yeah, can't very well bring your spaceship here. That is. (laughs) That might be how we got to the future. (laughs) That might be our return ticket. Who knows? Oh. You mean the old slingshot around the sun temporal <laughs> thing? Mm-hmm. Either that or we scavenged some of their tech, time tech and stuck it on in the... Uh, although none of us is really a gadgeteer to pull that kind of thing off. I don't know. You know what? We're not rolling it to hell with it. <laughs> we put the time stuff in the thing and then uh, it gets us there and it gets us back. And as, But it's too much stress because I don't personally want to have the thing on my ship in the main mm. game. So in the stress, it's too much stress because of the way it was sort of cobbled together and just as we get back into the regular time the thing um, fries. Mm. And and we don't know how it uh, got. And that doesn't help me with any damn aspects. Um, how do I fix this thing? Hmm. Yeah, the only thing is I'm trying to veer away from Tesla, and I feel like if I'm doing that, I'm kind of re... You know, I mean, I, I can do that. But I mean, make it something specific to this wrecked time module. Not for an aspect, though, because he wants something he can use in the future. 
or, or do you? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I, I thought of one possibility, but I don't, it would be, I don't, I was thinking that an aspect could be how the hell did we get here? Yeah, maybe everyone, one of the side effects is the ship sometimes doesn't go where it's supposed yeah. to go. But the problem with that Dr. is, it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're back to Doctor Who, and it can only be used, it's not really, it's like a one situation aspect. Maybe so, something that applies to your piloting skills, would that be interesting? Yeah, that's true, because I don't really have anything except for the ship itself at this point. Um, well, if you have something along the lines of Wanderlust, that keeps you going into different places without it being quite so random. And the fact that you can fly your ship uh, through time and space means you can pretty much fly it anywhere. Cool. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm gonna, I am going to say uh, put the time gypsies as one of my aspects, because maybe they didn't take too kindly to the fact that... I used their technology to get us back there, mm. and uh, my other aspects will be will be <laughs> general. Yeah, pretty much. It's never too late. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. It is. <laughs> yeah, it can I work. Have, yeah, I have no idea what I just. I just. As you are fond of saying, Adam, I just pulled that out of my butt. But, uh, hey, at least Hell. it's... Yeah. Okay, is that everybody's aspects? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I believe so. Yep, I think we all got ten. All right. And it is quarter after ten now. Do we want to go ahead and, and break it up now, and uh, we can kind of email back and forth as far as stunts over the... Like stunts and whatever else is like left over the next couple of weeks, and then hopefully be more or less ready when we get back? Yeah, that's sure. probably a good idea. That's probably a good idea to call it at this point. Uh, this sounds like it's okay. going to be some some fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Like I said, most of these stunts are pretty much the same as in like Satsi. There are some differences. Like the Starship ones are going to have different ones. I will try to get that out to you guys sometime here soon. But uh, you can at least get an idea what you want to do with the other, with the other ones. So. Okay. Cool. All right. Okay. Cool. Anything changes, uh, of course, I'll email and, and vice versa and all the rest of that stuff. Cool. Okay. Sounds all right. good. All right. Have a great two weeks, guys. You good too. Two. All right. Take it easy. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. And there we had it. In some points during our session, the going was very rough with uh, quite a bit of time spent in silent pondering. That's a necessity during the creation process, but I did remove most of it, since you can't listen to our thinking faces. Uh, also, I removed the better part of 40 minutes at the end of the session. That that time was spent in, uh, in pouring over the skill and stunt possibilities, cherry-picking from some very tantalizing lists of fun things for the characters to be able to do and that was a process that we had yet to finish even when we were into the second meeting. At any rate, I hope that there was entertainment to be had for you in these past few hours and, uh, and that you'll keep a lookout for the next Gutter Skype release, which will be the first actual gameplay session of Star Blazer Adventures. If you have feedback or questions for any one of the Gutter Skypes, as of this recording, the best bet is to write into anum5 at anum5.com 
or go directly to the Gutter Skypes homepage, which is actually most easily accessible through the RPGpodcasts.com directory. Emails and forum posts will be read in upcoming episodes. They take a great while to edit and post, but the next one will be out soon. So, until then, thank you again, and see you then.